Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. We're taking you inside the mind of a man. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Clayton Eckerd, and you may know me from season 18 of The Bachelorette and season 26 of The Bachelor. I am so happy to be a guest hosting How Men Think. I'm going to answer all your questions and try to help you understand how men think. But first... This is 11 questions with Clayton. So let's get into it. So first, question number one, what am I known for? Well, I guess it really depends on who you ask. If you were to ask the public, then what I just told you for my intro would be how most people know me, uh, at least the majority from a number standpoint. But those closest to me, my family and friends, would describe me as someone who's goofy, hardworking, and passionate about creating change in others' lives. Question two, who are you in your personal life? Uh, For me personally, I'm an avid wellness advocate. So fitness, nutrition, mental health. uh, I really just like to wake up every day and find a way that I can not only better my mental health, but better those um, mental health and states, uh, mental health states of people around me. Um, and being able to learn and then also provide what I've learned to others as well. Uh, I love going to the gym. I try to be as active as I can. Uh, and I'm somewhat of a nerd. I now see knowledge as power. I'm a knowledge enthusiast. I love to listen to podcasts. Uh, I love to watch documentaries from time to time. And really just any way that I can pick up on a new piece of knowledge, one thing a day is what I challenge myself to learn at least. Uh, It helps me better understand the world around me because there is a lot of commonalities. There are a lot out there. Um, Three shows that I've binge watching. I do not watch a lot of television or shows, but I will say that I still from time to time will turn something on. Uh, Susie and I right now, we are watching the Manti Teo documentary, uh, which was very, very fascinating. I definitely recommend people go 
uh, watch that. If you know who he is, uh, I think that there was a lot that I wasn't aware of until now. So it's really great to see the other side uh, because I formed a lot of judgments on him without knowing the full story. So uh, we've been watching that. And then also uh, Susie and I just finished, I think there was two seasons of Love on the Spectrum. And uh, that was an incredible show as well. It just was very wholesome and uh, so awesome to watch. Genuine love stories uh, occur on that show. So uh, those are just the two. I, I don't have a full three to, to share with y'all. My favorite food should be no surprise to anybody because I talk about it every third word that comes out of my mouth. Essentially, it's Chipotle. But I also will put some other contenders in there. Pizza is another one most people know as well that I'm big into. And Thai food. Thai food is actually something in the last year that I have been very, very big into. <sighs> Talking about my career, question number five. Well, I, I hate to just use the word entrepreneur, but I, I do a little bit of everything right now is, I guess, the best way to put it. For one, uh, I'm a mental health speaker. And so I'm really trying to effectively target the youth demographic right now uh, to just destigmatize the conversations around mental health. Uh, I really want to change the framework of how our youth views mental health, not as something that is embarrassing to speak about, but something that can be empowering and hopefully be able to help them get a better grasp on it uh, so that they can view life in a more positive manner and uh, so that we don't see um, stress, anxiety, and depression continue to be, to have a hold on our youth. So I'm big and passionate about that and hoping to continue that uh, and see where I can impact the most individuals in that realm. I also am going to be uh, an author here eventually. I'm working on a book for mental health, again, tailored to that audience as well. So I'm currently writing a book. And then I also am working on uh, or I do online wellness coaching when fitness and nutrition training. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with clients. So um, pouring into those avenues and, uh, and then just other few other things on the side that we'll just see where they go. I like to always challenge myself to do more uh, in, in every area of my life. Uh, my biggest fear in life. Um, that's, that's a great question. Uh, I would say it's not living up to my potential. Um, and kind of parlaying into that as well, it's, it's falling into a place of complacency. I've been there before, uh, but also not losing confidence in myself. I've struggled with confidence for a great deal of my life. And now that I have really seemingly become much more confident in who I am, uh, I just want to make sure that I never lose sight of that. And if I weren't able to be the person that I think I could be, I think if I look back at it at the end of it all, uh, that would that would be really scary. I think that would be a definition of hell is if I could see my ultimate full potential self standing in front of me that and I never made it to that point. That would be my own true hell. So that's my biggest fear in life by far. Um, my biggest pet peeve would probably be closed minded individuals uh, that just yeah aren't willing to see things from another perspe perspective or viewpoint. I will also caveat that by saying that I was very close, much more close-minded of an individual than I am now. So uh, that's, uh, I've learned over the last half year or so to see things from the other side. 
uh, and that willingness, I think, will open people up and help them have a better understanding of the world around them and lead them to being a happier person. So, um, you know, I, I give people leeway if they're still close minded. Um, I just hope that they'll at least be willing to have the conversations to, to hopefully change their perspective. What makes me the most happy are relationships, my friends and family, Susie in particular as well. Um, without them, my life has a purpose, but uh, they're the ones that keep me going through, through it all. So I couldn't imagine a life without those people in my corner. Uh, they have pushed me through the darkest of times. And uh, just the thought of them brings me so much joy to know that I have such a strong support system that has guided me through a lot of darkness. Uh, what's my ideal Saturday morning? Well, <laughs> when, when weeks are hectic and I'm on my computer 10 hours a day or traveling and doing these events and such, uh, then my ideal Saturday morning would really just be uh, being able to wake up without my alarm going off at 5.30 in the morning like it always does, uh, not being able to set that timer or that um, alarm and just waking up and not really having anything on the agenda. Uh, it's a really great time for me to decompress and relax. And I like to sit in a place of nothingness, at least for the, the morning uh, and, and just yeah, take that time uh, to focus on myself and kind of clearing the, the hard drive in my head and, and clearing space for the upcoming week. Uh, but I also love sometimes to be on the road and traveling. So waking up in a new city, experiencing a new culture with Susie, that's also an ideal Saturday morning. So it always, always depends. Um, am I more of an athlete or an armchair quarterback? I would say I'm still an athlete. Uh, I just actually was at a basketball tournament three on three over the weekend. Granted, I was the worst player on the team of the four individuals that we had, but the other three, one was a former NBA player and the other two were former D1 college basketball players. So uh, I'll give myself some leeway. I played some good defense. I'm 29 years old. I'm not that old. So I still think I have some ability in me. What keeps me motivated? The final question, question 11, such a great one to ask. Uh, for me, what keeps me motivated is the thought of, or the fear I should say of not being able to provide for my future family. So with everything that I've ever done, uh, I've always kept in mind wanting to establish a sense of financial stability uh, and, and, and a sense that I would be able to provide for my family so that they would be able to have a life similar to what I had growing up. My parents did a great job of that. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I know that I will be able to provide that. I think fear is, can actually be a very positive thing to drive us. It's, it's so as long as we don't dwell in it and let it over um, overwhelm us. But for me, that fear keeps me going and that's what keeps me motivated through it all. So uh, there was a lengthy 11 questions. Everyone that knows me knows I love to talk. So we made it through, but uh, stick around because we'll be right back after this short break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. All right, everybody, welcome back to How Men Think. We are at the segment where we will now take some live callers. So without further ado, let's bring them in and answer these questions the best of our ability. Hey, Sydney, how's it going today? Hey, it's going okay. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll start with okay. If I, I can ask you, yeah, what's, uh, you have a question for me today, so go ahead and dive right in and, and let's ask away and let's, get, let's talk, talk about it. Okay, thanks so much. Um, so I guess my question is I, I tend to travel a lot for work and I have, um, well, a lot of times um, I travel with the same male coworker. Okay. And I spend a lot of time with this guy, so naturally he comes up in conversations a lot, just inevitably. Okay. But my boyfriend now claims to not like him, and he thinks that he may have bad intentions. So um, how do I reassure my boyfriend that it's strictly a working relationship and there's nothing more going on? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. And I think, I think the biggest thing, my first question is, is has, there, has he, in your eyes, has there ever been a moment where he maybe crossed the line or something that you brought to your boyfriend that might have started to foster, or started to foster the idea of this guy possibly crossing the line and not being someone that he wants you to be around? Has there been an instance where you've felt that and maybe shared with him or is this just kind of come out of left field? I mean, I think it, it there's not been an instance like that, mm -hmm. but it's more, I think that I, I just talk about him maybe more than I should just because he's there for these travels that I'm doing. So when I'm updating my boyfriend, on what's going on and what I'm doing when I'm out of town, he's there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think, 
um, yeah, when it comes to like coworkers, they're going to be there and they're going to be, they're a part of your life. But I think the big thing that's important to always distinguish is that, yeah, there is, there isn't anything there more than just that working relationship. Um, and, and maybe you guys are friends in that matter and that should be okay. I think there is sometimes the insecurity of having, you know, your significant other be around people of the opposite sex. And that could be seem uh, to be scary to that individual. I think the best thing that we can do uh, is just reassure our partners, let them know that, Hey, listen, you have nothing to worry about. Um, you know, we're just, we're just coworkers. Like uh, he, he obviously is around me, but like, he's never, he's never crossed the line. If he ever did, I would certainly let you know. And I'd put my foot down. I think reassuring uh, your partner that you're, there's nothing to worry about, but also acknowledging as well, um, you know, their concerns. I think it's always important that we validate because their concerns are important to them. Whether or not we agree with them is a separate matter. But one thing that I've definitely learned is that uh, it's important to them. Nonetheless, it's a fear of theirs. And if we love that individual, if we care about them, then we have to really like give that fear weight. We have to hold it and be mindful of it and, and just let them know like, Hey, I, 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 you know, I understand that you're um, concerned about this. I can promise you no lines have been crossed. I love you to death. Um, and if ever that were to be the case, then I would let you know, but maybe also too, I don't know if it's possible, but maybe, you know, y'all could all meet at some point, whether just like, if it just happens casually, I'm not, if you have the ability to do so. Um, I think him just meeting him possibly and, and it being less of an unknown, the unknown scares us, I think as individuals. So the more that we know about a situation, the more comfortable we are with it. So uh, I think that could also be an avenue to explore as well is uh, just being able to kind of all three meet up at some point. If it's a work event and you just like, Hey, I'm going to bring my boyfriend along. That might be a really great way to just break that ice to kind of casually just soften the fear and say, okay, Hey, listen, like this is who it is. Like you guys get to know each other. And then the better understanding he has of this coworker that he maybe doesn't know. Well, the more he knows, I think the more comfortable he'll be. Mm, yeah, that totally makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Michaela, how's it going? I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I, uh, I'm excited to hopefully, uh, provide a little insight for your question, but, uh, but lay it on me. I'm curious what, what you got for me today. Okay. So my husband and I, we've been married for like two ish years and, uh, one of like the main arguments we always have is how much he's always on his phone. Like he's just like nonstop on his phone playing video games, group chats with his bros, you know, <laughs> constant like social media scrolling. He's like totally addicted. And like, I've told him before how much it bothers me because it happens during dinner on trips, you know, like when we're in the middle of a conversation. So I just want to know like, how can I get my point across about my feelings, about how much it bothers me so that he like gets it, you know? Yeah, great question. And I think, uh, gosh, I've, this one hits home because I had a very similar conversation with Susie. Um, I think that two things, one, uh, with any conversation that we have or think something that uh, we wanna get across to our partner, I think we always need to be able to bring it in a way where it never seems like it's an attack. So going in, being calm as we enter the discussion and say, you know, hey, listen, I, I just want to sit down and talk with you for a second. You got a moment. 
uh, and then say, you know, I just want to bring something up to you that's been bothering me. Uh, and, and it sounds like you've expressed it prior. Um, but I think, again, I can't speak on all uh, men. Um, I never like to use absolutes and say everybody's this way. Um, but he, maybe you know this, is he, uh, is he a rational thinker? Uh, is he kind of a, pro he's looking to always solve a problem? I mean, is that kind of how he typically is when you bring him, uh, you know, problems? Is he always looking to find an answer or is that typically how it goes? I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, most of the time he's pretty okay. rational. Okay. Yeah, and, and so that's good for me to know because that's that's similar to how I operate. And something that I learned through uh, with Susie is that oftentimes she doesn't want a solution to her problem. She just wants support. And so, but we sometimes as men, at least some men will um, look to find a solution to the problem. So um, I think keeping that in mind, if I were in your spot shoes is to understand that perspective that okay, if that's bothering you, he may be in his head thinking, well, how can I, how can we solve this? So um, you, that's where I think it's a, it's a matter of how can we get to that point? So when you talk with him, it's about not seeming accusatory or, or coming after him and raising our tone, but staying calm the entire time. And then just saying, hey, listen, like this is something that's been bothering me, um, you know, but I'd like to find a solution to this problem. Like, do you, and what would that look like? And I think just having that discussion um, and keeping it open and honest and just uh, maybe, I don't know what that looks like for you all. Um, Susie and I tried to set aside two hours uh, every night where we put our phones down and we didn't pick them back up. And so we would put our phones in another room uh, and it worked actually fairly well for us. Um, but I think it's a matter of kind of from a guy's perspective, it's like, okay, if here's, if this is a problem, how do we find a solution? So I think that's the way that he might be viewing it. And uh, if you're just, if you go to him in that nature and say, Hey, listen, like, I just want to fix, I'm looking to find kind of this, an answer to this because like, I want us to be happy. I don't want this to be something that further puts, you know, distance between us. Um, and I think saying it that way will respect him as well and it won't seem like an attack like i want you to get off your phone and stop talking to your friends because those things that he's doing you know he, he's placing value in um and, and and with the group chat with the boys you know that's that to him brings him happiness so he obviously doesn't want to maybe rid himself completely of it but there's a way to find balance and i think that's just where it's a matter of like let's sit down and have a conversation and try to figure out where that balance is does that hopefully help yeah no that's great thank you okay perfect Hey, Katie. It's Clayton. How you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. Uh, what do you got for me? I got it. These questions are coming in hot right now. So hopefully I, uh, I'll give you my, my, my best answer, but, um, yeah, shoot, shoot. Let's, let's hear what you got for a question. Okay. Um, thank you so much. This is really weighing, weighing on me. So, um, my boyfriend of three years and I moved in together probably a year ago. Um, okay. But he just got this incredible job opportunity in another state. Okay. And I can't leave our current state um, because of my job. Um, and I really like my job. Uh, but I worry that if he moves, like our relationship isn't going to survive the move. And so I'm really worried about that. I have two questions. Mm -hmm. um, how do we make long distance work if he takes the job? 
I hear so many things about that. Um, and two, uh, is there a time limit that we should put on it to either live together again or break up? Because I don't want to waste my time. Don't want to waste his time. Yeah, absolutely. So I think for one, I just want to acknowledge that I think that your your fear and concern is, is very valid um, because that is a question that everybody does. Uh, a lot of people have when uh, long distance becomes a part of the equation, especially when you're together and then you separate for a portion of time. Um, I currently, again, this one hits home as well um, in my in my day to day right now. Susie and I are going to be living separately just for a short period of time while um, I look for a house. But I, I think, and then she'll move back in. But with that, um, we had that same fear, right? We, we talked about it. Like, what if this ends up being something that ends up being a negative outcome for us and, and, and breaks us up? And I think the big thing that we realized or told ourselves is let's not let that fear overtake us until it becomes a concern. We both are, we both are in the position where like, we're conscious of it but we're chasing our dreams, our aspirations. We're taking this time uh, to separate for the this, this, this short period of time that we'll be apart. But yes, I do th- believe that it is great to put to like put in a marker or a point where you're like, okay, we will end up living together here, if, whether it's a month away, three months away, a year, but having a plan. I think it's so important that you have a plan in place because just establishing a plan will start to quell some of that fear instead of just thinking, well, we just moved to different states and um, I don't even know what we're going to do a month from now. So if you establish that plan, that will help, I think, keep the concern at bay. Long distance does work. I mean, there's, there's examples of people, successful marriages that did long distance for years. Um, so it is doable. Uh, and I think also having that action plan in place but if you're going to do the long distance, I do still think you can't replace being in an environment with somebody physically. So um, I think as I was in one of my past relationships, I did long distance. And what worked was we found time to fly out and see each other. Uh, and so taking that time to budget, what's that look like? Uh, if we fly out once a month, do we set that up on the schedule right away? Do we plan weeks in advance? So when we go our separate ways um, and live separately, we already know that in the next two months, every two weeks, there's already a flight scheduled to to see each other. Um, I think establishing a plan and doing that will, will, again, I think that's what I would suggest you all do um, because it's taking the initiative to continue to nurture that relationship. I think it's great that you guys both have incredible jobs uh, and that you, you right now you two see it as, well, we don't want to not take our dream job uh, because of someone else. Um, but here's the thing, again, I think it's, again, just being mindful, working together through devising a plan of how can we make this work. And then if it ever gets to the point where one of you realizes that it's either the job or the relationship, then I think someone has to compromise. And sometimes that is just the point uh, in our lives where we have to say, well, what's more important to us, this job or our partner? Um, And if it's meant to be, if if that person's special, then ultimately you'll choose that partner. But again, that's down the road. I think right now there's a lot of what ifs um, and we can't be dwelling in the what ifs. What we can do though is establish a plan so that we can give ourselves the best chance at at making both realities exist. Does that help? 
so much. Thank you Perfect. so much. Yeah. It's thank good so to know that question. other people are going through it. So thank uh, you. I'm right there with you. So yeah, absolutely. I wish you nothing but the best. And thank you for the question. Thanks, Clayton. Hey, Michelle, it's Clayton Knackert. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. I don't know why I just told you my last name, but uh, I'll try to, I'll try to make it a little bit less and uh, less formal here going forward. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for hopping on here today. And yeah, go ahead and shoot, shoot with the question. I'm curious what you got for me. Sure. Yeah. So um, I've been best kind of best friends, I would say with this guy for about nine years. And okay. I, um, I've never had feelings for him before, okay. but I would say in the last like two months or so, I've just started to feel kind of jealous um, when he'll call me and just tell me about the dates that he's been going on or whatever. Um, mostly it's because I think he's found this one girl and he really likes her. And so they've been going on dates. They've been dating for around two months, essentially. So I guess it's probably just this one woman <laughs> who's been okay. bothering me. Um, but I, ju I just worry if I tell him about my feelings like about how I feel about being not okay with him telling me about this person that it'll ruin the great friendship that we do have right like um and I don't I don't know because like I'm really torn I also don't want to be wondering like if I don't tell him what if he does feel something for me and like we should take it to the next level or I don't know I just I, I don't know if I should keep the feelings to myself like let this play out a little bit more with this woman he's been seeing for two months or um, if I should say something. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, that is uh, quite the predicament. And I think it's, it's challenging, right? I, I without knowing y'all's, I mean, again, you said nine years, correct? That you guys have been friends. Yeah. We start, we worked together um, for about four years at the same uh, lo location, you know, company. And then, um, we stopped working together the last five years, but we've remained friends. Okay. Well, I'm curious what, um, why in the past did you all never explore, um, you know, a connection between you two past just friends and, and was, did you ever, did y'all ever date other individuals in that time frame, Or is this, is this the first time that he's finally taught like talking to somebody um, and you felt these feelings or is what is it about the timing yeah. now? Um, you know, I think I, in, I was dating somebody, um, and probably wasn't really ready to date again. Um, okay. and then I think, and that probably, I mean, I was dating somebody when we worked at the same place. And then once we, we left, I probably, I've not been dating that person for like the last three to four years. Um, and so it just naturally moved into talking about each other's dates at that time. And I wasn't seriously considering anything. Right. Cause I was like, just gotten out of a six year relationship. Like I definitely wanted, it was nice to have a, a guy buddy to like shoot, you know, just to talk about dates with, you know, and just yeah. to be, to, to have somebody who you can talk to about that stuff, who has, who comes from a, from the male perspective, you know, and isn't just my girlfriend. So I was yeah. enjoying that um, probably for the last two years. And I, I don't know, I guess maybe uh, he hadn't really had anybody serious before and neither had I for the last two or three years. So I think it's the fact that this chick is like 
it's a lot, it's long-term, right? And he's starting to tell me about like connections that they're having on their dates. And it's, and now I'm realizing that bothers me. Do you, are you fearful that, uh, do you see, do you now see him wanting to potentially be a, a, a potential future partner? Or are you concerned that she may take away from y'all's friendship? I, I just kind of want to distinguish between those two. I'm curious. <laughs> So do I, Clayton. I would like okay. to distinguish between those two as well. Okay. I, that's kind of my issue, right? I like, I really don't want to ruin our friendship. Yeah. Um, I am interested to see if we have a, a chance to do a thing, but I really don't want to ruin our friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I think, again, I, I will say my thought is honesty is almost always the best policy. I, I'm not, I don't like to speak in absolutes because I think there's an exception to every rule. Um, but I think with a friendship that you all have and the longevity of it, uh, I think that it warrants a potential conversation. I think, again, though, it's all about prefacing it. So asking him if he has the time to speak, saying, letting him know that you want to respect him and the right relationship that he has. Um, but I think, I think it's fair to to let them know like, Hey, like this is something that, you know, I want you to know. Um, and, and I just want to know if like there's a potential here and if there's not, um, that's totally cool. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to respect you again, the relationship that you have. And so, um, and I still want to be obviously a great friend, but like, is, you know, do you think yeah. there's a chance that this could ever be something? Um, it's really tough because again, I, I don't, you don't want to overstep and make it seem like you're, potentially interfering in this relationship of his that may bring him happiness. Um, but I guess the alternative is, is that you don't say anything and then it builds up these feelings and then you start to create distance uh, and, and separate yourself. And if you, have, you, have, you all have a strong friendship, I think that that will end up coming up inevitably. So if it's two months in, and you hold off, then it becomes six months in and the timing really never is right. Um, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think that it just, uh, my fear is that it would build up and you would still harbor these feelings and then distance would start to be put, put in between y'all. And then you would say, well, now it's a six month in relationship. I'm just gonna go ahead and I can't even like associate and talk with them because it just upsets me. So I'm just gonna create this distance. And then that relationship, that friendship is lost. Um, I, I just think you have to be very respectful if you go into the conversation and say, I only just want to bring this up once. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. want it to be a big thing, but you know, I do want to be honest with you. And, um, you know, do you think that, do you feel any, any of these feelings? And if not, that's okay. I, I will, I will rightfully, um, you know, I want to support you and your happiness. You're my friend. And so ultimately I want what's best for you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that advice very yeah, much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. Hey, Aubrey, it's Clayton. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I am doing good. I'm getting hit with some hard questions right now about relationships. So I, I, I'm thinking you might have one too for me and I'm, I'm curious to know what it is, but uh, we can, we can dive in if you got, if you got it top of mind right now. Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. cool. Here we go. Um, so I've been single for five years now and all of my friends are married and starting to have kids. I've been on a few different dating apps, but I'm not getting any matches. So I want to know what I can add or do to my online dating profile to catch the attention of more men. Okay. Fair question. I used to be um, on the dating apps myself. And so uh, 
you always heard about the things you should and shouldn't do for guys. It's like, oh, everyone, he's got a fish pick. Um, and there was like the, the do's and don'ts of navigating the apps. But here's my best bit of advice is you're going to want to put on your profile what is authentically you. Uh, and so what you feel most comfortable with. It, it's not about, you. yes, you could post a provocative photo um, and, and maybe get some more people, you know, that are going to start inboxing you. But ultimately, is that really the image that you're wanting to portray? Um, I, I understand the frustration with seemingly not getting enough matches and thinking, well, I have to change something about myself. But uh, if you do that, you're going against who you really are and truthfully are. And I think uh, you don't, that might attract somebody that then when they find out who, you know, the real you is, um, you run the risk of like, well, I posted this, but that's not fully who I am. Like I just did that to kind of maybe attract or, 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 or get more, you know, likes on a, um, you know, on a dating app. So um, I would, my advice would be just continue to push what you think is most authentically you. Uh, actually, here's an example. I, um, I'm not a big drinker. And when I was on the apps, I at first said that I did drink because I thought that people would look at that and be like, well, I don't want to date a guy that doesn't drink ever. He sounds like a bore. Um, but then what happened was, as I went out on dates and when I wasn't drinking, they were kind of like, well, you said you drank all the time. I was like, no, I don't like just on special occasions. So I realized that I was trying to cater to an audience, but I wasn't fully truthfully being myself on the profile and saying like, Hey, I should just put no. And then someone's like, why don't you drink? Well, I do on special occasions. Right. So the expectations, if we are who we are and we put that on our profile, then we attract what we want to attract. So I would just say, honestly, um, just continue to post what you want to post on there. Uh, and eventually like you're going to find that person that's going to see that and be like, wow, this girl is exactly what I want and exactly what I've been looking for. Um, because I would, I would hate for you to, to swap something out and then you never know when that person that's, you know, sifting through the photos sees one picture and you took down a picture that you thought nobody was going to be interested in. And that might have been the one um, that ended up, you know, making them be like, yeah, I'm going to swipe right. Yeah. Or, or whatever direction it is nowadays. I assume it's still right. But um, that'd be my advice. Just keep being you authentically you and, and it'll, it'll come around. I've only had two relationships, serious relationships, relationships my entire life. I'm 29. So um, I know timing isn't, doesn't seem to always be on our sides, but uh, if you're a good person and you care and you, and you do all, and you just, you're a genuinely good person then I do believe that like, you'll find your person. I mean, shoot, I, I am now in a happy relationship, but prior to that point, I was just like you, all my friends were engaged and married and I was starting to wonder if my time was ever going to come and, and here we are. So I think I, I would just say, just keep being you and that person will come around. Does that all help right. at all? It's kind of long winded, but hopefully that helps a little. No, no, it's good. It's good context. It's, it's really kind of scary to do that, but I see your point and why that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it is. And it is scary. I absolutely, um, I think you're very valid. It's very understanding for you to, to feel that way. Um, but I think it's also scary to think that, well, if you aren't yourself, then what happens if you miss that person that was looking for who you really are and, and, and if you convey yourself in a different light. So um, I, I would, yeah, I, I understand your fear. 
And I think it's, it's really hard to say, like, there's, I don't think there's any certain particular pick that's going to post that's going to do well and, and resonate most. I think authenticity reads at the end of the day. So hopefully that helps. And, and I wish you nothing but the best. I think, I think your, your person's coming. Trust me. I, I do believe it. Um, and, and I, and I believe it'll come your way. And I think you should just keep being yourself. That's my opinion. I hope so. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for the question. Bye. Bye. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. Thank you so much for all the questions. They were some tough ones, but I think a lot of people are going through those kind of questions. They have them. So, so very awesome to be able to answer a few. And we will be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable and with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are at the official point of Q&A. So we're going to dive in here. There's some pretty juicy questions. And as long-winded as I am, I'm going to try to be as clear and concise as possible. So here we go. Question number one. At the end of The Bachelor, you found yourself in love with three women. How did you finally figure out that Susie was the one for you? Oh man. I mean, that is a tough question. Um, yeah. And on the show, 
I don't think I, and we talked about the Susie and I, I don't think we really knew if we were each other's person. Um, I went with where my heart was leading me. Uh, and unfortunately it was in a da- disastrous manner that I navigated through it all. Um, and, and I caused a lot of pain and I learned a lot of lessons that I needed to learn. Uh, I was immature and, and I did a lot of things I, I wish I would have done differently. Um, but I, I just, in that moment, I went with my gut. Uh, I just, I felt that when uh, I needed to go after her and I needed to let the other two women um, go and then on their own journeys. And so it was really, really tough and challenging to navigate that environment. Um, but I, I didn't really figure out that Susie was the one for me until uh, after the show, until Susie and I got to spend more time with each other uh, in, the, in the real world. So uh, that, I would say we figured that out after the show. Uh, going Okay, question two. Going through what you did on TV and having Bachelor Nation fans weigh in with their opinions, did that affect your relationship then? And how did you get through it? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, gosh, unfortunately, Bachelor Nation, their opinions and their constant commentary online uh, can start to really leak into the minds of those, uh, of, of the... Um, the leads and the, and then the, the, the women or the men on the show, depending on what season it is. Uh, but yes, uh, those opinions can resonate. And unfortunately, um, what was in my in- inbox versus what was in Susie's inbox were two different things. We both had support in our inbox ex- saying that we understand why you did what you did. And then she had the same thing going on in her inbox. Uh, and what that actually ended up happening doing and we had to catch it thankfully we did before uh, i ended up creating more damage but it was almost causing a divide between the two of us because uh, i was getting a ton of support in my dms she was getting a ton of support in her dms so it strengthened our viewpoints and it made it a lot harder for us to see the other side Uh, so what we ultimately had to do was shut it off that third party the bachelor nation we had to cut it off and say we are not going to allow anybody else to dictate our relationship or tell us how our relationship should be and we sat down we went to therapy uh and we dove into it and really found got to the root of the issue which was that uh she wasn't feeling understood and neither was i and so we started to see each other's perspective and we knew that even our loved ones they have opinions but they don't know the full story uh, so we had to just say, listen, if we're going to make this work, it comes down to the two of us and only our opinions matter when it comes to our relationship. Question three, how is your and Susie's relationship today? Uh, I'm happy to say it's better than ever, even though people are freaking out, they're, they're about to separate. We're only doing it temporarily. I want people to understand that she doesn't want to live in a cooped up little apartment with me and my middle brother, rightfully so. It's a small, tiny apartment. She's been there once before. She's going to go to LA and spend some time there while I buy a house in Scottsdale. And the plan is once I buy the house in a couple months, she will move out and live with me. With all of that, we're still going to see each other. Most of the weekends we're planning out what weekends already we can buy plane tickets to see each other. It's a 50 minute flight. No concern whatsoever. We are in an incredibly great spot. So the next question, what am I worried about the most in being in a long distance relationship? Well, one of the, uh, one of the, the uh, callers earlier just brought it up. Uh, we talked, touched on this, but I think again, when it comes to me, um, just a breakdown in communication, uh, but I don't see that really happening between Susie and I, but 
when there's distance between individuals, uh, sometimes uh, the intention of your actions can get lost because you're not there physically with that person to be able to read body language, to read tone, text messaging can be misinterpreted. Um, and distance can make the heart grow fonder, but sometimes distance uh, can cause you, if you're not putting the effort in to see each other, it can create distance, uh, not from a physical standpoint, but then it starts to create distance emotionally because you're not around that person. You're not nurturing that relationship. So uh, my worry would always be if not feeling like the effort is going to be put in and, and that physical distance starts to turn into emotional distance. But I'm mindful of that. And so is Susie. So I don't see that being an issue. Um, next question. Do I have any regrets from my season of being the bachelor? Uh, yes, many. Um, but I will say that with those regrets, uh, I wish I would have done things differently, but I didn't. And I also do believe that everything does happen for a reason. So I think I was meant to make a fool out of myself. I think I was meant to do, make, take the decisions that I did in order for me to have my weaknesses and insecurities be exposed and come to light so that I could then see them for what they were, acknowledge them, and then work on strengthening those weaknesses and turning them into strengths. So um, I regret a lot of the things that I did on the show, but I'm ha I, I, do, I am thankful that they were all uh, brought to light, my insecurities, because uh, I've now addressed them and, and still am addressing them to be a better human being. And I think I've become that from the show. Next question. Uh, are we, am I watching Gabby and Rachel's season of the bachelorette? Uh, I've watched a few episodes, um, not all of them. Uh, and that's just because uh, Susie and I, we, uh, last night when the episode was airing, uh, we were with her family. So um, if we ha if we happen to be home, uh, we will turn it on. Um, but if we're working uh, again, we have our own aspirations right now that we're working towards, um, you know, the show takes two hours, some nights, uh, it's two hours long and we sometimes don't have that time or we decide to, um, do something else instead of watch the show. So, uh, we're both very much in support of those two finding their happiness. We both, uh, know those two women and wish them nothing but the best. Uh, and so at the end of the day, um, we're just, our lives are busy at times and we're not always able to watch. Okay. On to some dating relationship questions. How long should you message someone before you meet in person? Now, I will say, again, I got to go back to the times when I used to be on the apps, dating apps. And gosh, I mean, it felt like it was all a matter of a game of I can't respond back too quickly and we have to talk for a week before we can meet up. My personal opinion, again, this is just me. I am who I am and nobody else is who I am. So, uh, but my thought is this. You should message as long as it takes to become comfortable with meeting that person. So if you're somebody like me who I could meet up right away, because to me, strangers, I can have conversations with right out the gate. Um, then so be it. Like then, it, then you, you can meet up the same day that you message that person. Um, again, I think it depends on uh, the gender of the individual. Uh, obviously, if you're meeting up with a stranger, I know that from a female's perspective, you want to be in a safe environment, populated environment, a bar, whatever it might be, somewhere there's a lot of people. Uh, so just obviously be smart about that. But I don't think there's any amount of time. It's, it's until you feel comfortable, right? At the end of the day, you should be comfortable with meeting up with that person. Some people, it takes a little longer to get, become comfortable with. So that would be my answer, the, the, however long it takes to become comfortable. 
Um, so, okay, last question here today. What are some things you can do to make time for your spouse when you're dealing with busy schedules? So I think one of the best things you can do is schedule time to sit down with your partner when it fits with the both of your schedules because I refuse to believe that your 24 hours for the next week are completely taken up. Um, you can always find time, even if it's long distance, and you're not physically together, you can schedule a Zoom call. And I guarantee you have 15 minutes. I do not believe anybody, everyone, it was not, there's, there's not a single person out there that does not have 15 minutes. So schedule, time, be mindful, take the initiative to sit down, talk with your partner. And then when you do that, as far as making time for them, set a schedule, put it in your physical phone's calendar. I do that. I, and then once you put it in there, in there, you're more likely to follow through. You can set reminders that, okay, hey, in 30 minutes, a reminder is going to go off that you have a conversation coming up or time that you're going to spend with your partner. But when you take the initiative and place it in your calendar physically, you're more likely to do it. That would be my advice. So I believe that is all the time that we have for questions today. Thank you all so much for tuning in to How Men Think. This was so much fun. And if y'all are interested in keeping up to date with me and what's my next steps in life entail, then you can find me on social media at Clayton Eckerd, first and last name on Instagram, real easy. It's easy to get in contact with me there. You can shoot me a DM. You can shoot me an email, whatever you want. In the comments of my pictures, that's where you'll find me. It's where I'm most active. And I will keep you all updated as far as what's next all through the app. So that's where you can find me, not hiding at all. And thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to sit here with me and hopefully learn a thing or two. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio London Audio production. Listen each Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath, then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.